when I hear Oakland, I'm thinking about the Black Panther Party for self-defense. So, you know, there's a, a tremendously long history of people organizing in this community and movement building in this community. There was a groundwork laid that created the space for that kind of organizing to happen. There's probably tons of leaders that were in position to organize the community. When I looked at what happened in Ferguson, and even now when you look at what happened in Louisville, when we went on the ground, the same thing happens. Tons of money dropped into a particular community. And initially what that causes, a tremendous amount of infighting. And while that infighting is happening, you know what happens? There's a bunch of organizers in Louisville who were murdered. And people, oh, I don't know how this happened. This happened. If you look at what happened with the Panthers and in Oakland and across the movement, there was COINTELPRO. The government infiltrated the movement and created divisiveness in the movement. And some of that was through money. Some of that was through organizations. Some of that was through agent provocateurs. They have a very sophisticated approach to dismantle us. Anytime there's a moment that happens where we do visibility and we're able to create attention, it's a moment where we can transform the system. It's the moment when we can actually, I always say it all the time, you have to build a system to confront the system. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Good evening. My name is Roxanne Johnson. My son's name is Jamal Bird. He was killed by DC Metropolitan Police Department on October 1st, 2019. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Latoya. Good evening, Latoya. How are you doing this evening? Tuesday evening again, you guys. Good evening, unfortunately, but fortunately. We are here again this Tuesday evening. My name is Latoya Benton. I am the mother of Xavier Hill. Xavier was killed by two state troopers on January the 9th, 2021 at the age of 18. Tonight we are joined by the wonderful Rebecca. Rebecca, do you want to go ahead and give a brief introduction of yourself, please, and who your son is? Uh, my name is Rebecca Duran. I'm the mother of Donovan Lewis, who was murdered by police here in Columbus, Ohio, on August 30th of 2022. Um, we're currently in a fight to to get some sort of justice for him. We're um, Rebecca. We're so sorry for your loss. Of course. Uh, Thank you. Unfortunately, we know how this feels. Right. Um, Tell us a little bit what, about what happened to your son. So my son Donovan did have um, some warrants uh, for arrest. Uh, the way that they, the media listed them was not what they actually were. Of course, they went to sensationalize everything, but um, he did have an a, arrest for, a warrant for arrest. Um, they showed up at his house roughly 2.30 in the morning to arrest him. Um, they knocked on the door for quite some time. There's a period of time like where they don't identify themselves as who they are. They end up t- saying who they are. There were some other people in the house also asleep who finally answered the door, but even they were scared to answer the door. They told them that their hands were up and that like basically the police could open the door. Um, they got those boys out 
handcuffed them and had them on the ground just outside the door. Moments later, the police entered the apartment with a dog and threatened to release the dog, threatened to tase him if he didn't come out, all of these things. They opened the door. Well, Ricky Anderson is the officer who who fired. He opened the door and within less than a second, filed, fired a shot that ultimately killed my son. Um, so in less than a second, they were hollering at him to like, you know, put his hands up and all these things. And he was fatally wounded. Uh, once he was shot, they did not provide any type of aid to him. They flipped him around on the bed. They stripped him naked on camera. Of course, all of this is happening. Um, they still never put, they hollered for somebody to go grab some gloves or whatever, like, Somebody said they didn't have cuffs. Like, it was crazy. It was, it's just crazy. And then they decided to carry him out before paramedics arrived. They dropped him on the steps. Like, wow. they did everything wrong. It was, uh, I think the final count, it was just six minutes before they actually applied any pressure to the wound. Um, and the rest. So the rest of the I want to um, just interrupt you because I know I read online. From what I was reading online, Donovan only had a vape pen. Um, yeah. oh, that was right? visible. No, so what it was is he was in the bed. He was he was asleep. Um, they didn't see the vape pen until they're flipping him over in the bed. Wow. So after the fact. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I... I went into the apartment days later. They tried to cover their ass, or am I allowed to say that? Yeah. They tried to cover their behinds. <laughs> they tore through the dressers, like looking for false bottoms and everything. There was in the apartment that he lived in, there was patches on in some of the walls. They tore the patches out of the walls, trying to find a weapon or something. They had nothing. There was absolutely nothing. And it was a vape pen. Um that was in the bed, but it was never visible until after they had already shot him. I feel a lot of times too, we find that these, I'm sorry, Sam, I just want to say real fast that I know a lot of times we find that these officers try to use information they did after the fact to try to justify what they did. And they're not supposed to do that. That's supposed to be totally illegal. Well, here's, this is, so unfortunately, another one of my kids vapes. It was exactly this brand, this style, vape, that doesn't look like a gun to me. I mean, look, 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 Rebecca. Um, they were there to warrant. They were not judge, jury, and executioner. I've, that's my exact words. This is the thing. When I when I say, and I'm not trying to get on soapbox, but I'm just saying we have been culturally conditioned to think that. Yeah. The are right and we are wrong automatically. And so what we do is we get into this defense mode. Mm -hmm. Your son did not deserve to die over a damn warrant, period. That's what I say. Period after that. Nobody, nobody deserves to die over issuing a warrant. A warrant says that the judge wants to see you. Your job, police officer, is to get to the judge to go to see the judge. Absolutely. Had to be the executioner. You know, I said those exact same words shortly after um, he was murdered. So that's, it's not funny. It's, it's interesting that you said the same thing. I was like, he still deserved his day in court, no matter if he really did have warrants for the things that they claimed. 
And so the, yeah, the media takes the time to make sure it's the media, you know that, right? And the media yes. automatically breaks the narrative where they want to pull out everything about our kids. And as we often say, the media loves to, to villainize the victim. It happens in every case. Every case, Roxanne, am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing is that the police cre create the crises that then they have to go back and try to act, uh, contain. So that's so one of the warrants that they claim they were there to serve on him was they said for a felony gun charge, improper handling of a firearm. What it actually was, was a habeas corpus, which means he did not show up to court because he, he, they sent it to an address that he did not live at. So he never was physically served. He didn't know about it until after it had passed. And the thing about it is, is that he was a passenger in a car that there was a gun found. And he said from that moment when the police, I mean, I got to watch the video, cam, the video, the body cam from that arrest that he was like, that's not my gun. I never touched it. Check the prints, check the prints. And he sat quiet the entire ride to go get booked for it because the other person ran. Before they ever went to go serve that warrant, they had already ran the prints on the gun and it matched the boy that ran. So they knew it wasn't a felony gun charge. It was for not showing up to court for the case. Even still, like what James has said, though, no matter what they knew the charges for or not, I want to talk about the actions of the officers that night. You know what I mean? Because that is why they're on trial for right now. Um, if y'all didn't hear her say it already, these officers were indicted for killing Donovan. Um, Melissa, I'm not sure we have a picture of him or not, but I would love to show a picture of Donovan Lewis on the screen. Um, it is important for us to put a face with the name. This is Donovan, and there's your bathroom. Donovan, there's your son, a beautiful son. Um, we want to put a name with a face, as always, you guys. Again, we, we want to get a background of what happened to Donovan, but we want to always stay focused on the actions of the officers because of his poor actions and negligence. If we don't keep fighting for justice, I hate to say it, it could be anybody else to the call right now. That's the main thing. So, yes. Rebecca, what's going on right now with the indictment? Um, he bonded out the day after he was. Oh, Do you know? Uh, I, so, I, I have heard it was an ex-wife. I don't know that for a fact. Know. That's what I've heard. How much was it? Do you know how much it was? Say it again, because you, you were muffled. I'm sorry. Excellent. Do you know how much the bond was? Uh, so the, the bond amount was 50,000 plus, uh, 500,000 plus. So what he paid was 50,000 to get out. And then, um, he, his, he spent the weekend. I mean, that's the only good thing. He spent the weekend in, um, jail and then he bonded out the Tuesday after. Yeah, but I mean, that, I think it's crazy because, like, if I go and kill my husband tonight, I can't bond out of jail. Right. You know, and, and stuff like that, that's kind of, how do you get bonds out of jail? That goes to the whole town right now. I can't get bonds out of jail. So, so let's move fast forward. When is that court coming up, Rebecca? So, um, we don't have any firm dates. What I do know is that October 3rd, there is a court date set up for, um, it's for to sign a, a trial date. That and then that's all we know at this point. Okay. That's on the criminal side, right? 
Yes, we have a we currently have a civil case going at the same time. And we depositions start of the officers on October 3rd also. Yeah, so before we got started with the call, we're just discussing how, as you all just heard Rebecca say, she has two court dates on the exact same day. Unless she got a magic twin behind her, she can clone herself. She cannot be in two places at one time. Um, if we have these conversations, one, to make people aware of the cases that are going in the other states versus your own backyard, and two, to also spread the word as far as where the help is being at when it comes to community support. Rebecca has to be in those positions on September the 3rd, as far as her civil case is concerned. Granted, on the criminal side, it's like a pretrial hearing. It might be a short hearing. It is imperative for the community to show up for this family. It's imperative. Um, I'm not sure who's all. Rebecca, what state are we in again? I'm sorry. And we're in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. So I'm not sure who's possibly on the call who is from Columbus, Ohio. Even if you're not, we have Facebook. We got Facebook, we got TikTok, we got Instagram. Y'all, please reach out to the activists and let them know we have a family who is in need of court support on September the 3rd for her criminal indictment of the officers who killed her son, Donovan Lewis. When I talk about court support on her civil side, she's got that I was care of. We need court support on the criminal side. Oftentimes, we see where officers are not indicted, and we don't get the opportunity of going to court. A lot of injustices happen in empty courtrooms. Please, I ask you guys, do not let the family go to court alone. Roxanne, you want to chime in on that? I would say just to get the clear, um, be clear about the dates, is it October the 3rd or September the 3rd? October. October the 3rd. Okay. October so, 3rd. Yeah, so um, perhaps we can put something on our um, website to remind people when it gets closer um, and, you know, do a quick, uh, like, flash or something as it gets closer. But um, she's in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So we know we got uh, audience members who live in that area, Columbus and surrounding areas show up and support um, the sister as she's um, seeking accountability and justice for um, her son. And as as um, Latoya said, very seldom are these people held accountable for their actions. So it's good. So we as showing up in, as citizens are saying that we are concerned and we want to see the accountability and the justice for this mother, for this family, what they deserve for the um, unjust um, killing of her child. And I just want to say one more time too as well, people got to realize that it's not just Rebecca who cares about her son, it's not Roxanne who cares about her son, we care about this behavior. When you're fighting for your community, um, oftentimes people say, I'm an activist. Well, you're not an activist unless you're exempt for what's going on in the community. Um, because if that's the case, you're fighting for your rights as well. So if you are in Columbus, Ohio, and you, you and we were telling you all, court support is needed for an officer who's going to be indicted on charges, um, or we'll see the officer get indicted, right? And they get like a couple of years as far as a heinous crime is concerned. When I'm writing somebody, I'm going to jail for life. Why would I even get parole? These officers are going to jail for a couple of months. They might get a fine. A lot of times because they think only the family cares. No, the community cares as well. But you guys got to show up. That's what it is. The hearing might be 10 or 15 minutes. Show up and show support for this family. That's super, super, super important. And, and case in point, um, the uh, 
police officer that um, killed uh, Dante Wright, I think it was in Minneapolis, Kim Porter, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Him out of jail already. She barely did. She didn't did. She did less than two years for taking someone's life. Mm -hmm. taking someone's life and that's we you know so we need to apply pressure we need to apply pressure and let these people know that now we interrupting their system and we coming up with a new system that says you're going to be accountable for your behavior yes anything else you would like to let us know rebecca um no just i mean any any support is appreciated uh the one-year mark is coming up we plan on doing like a, a vigil in front of the state house, it'll just be more like a silent prayer type situation, but it is open to anyone who's lost someone to a homicide. You know, the reason why we'll be there is because of, of Donovan, but it, it, it affects all of us. I, I mean, I've said that over and over again. Mm -hmm. And she, uh, earlier Rebecca did say as well, that flyer is not yet ready. Um, yes. It's ready by tomorrow. We'll post it as well for you guys to remember. What is the actual one year mark? What's the actual date? August 30th. Oh, so it's coming around the corner. Okay. So all of a sudden, you guys, please be sure to as well look up our Facebook on all the things we're in. Send us some love. Um, those those days hit differently. Sometimes we think we are more stronger than what we are. And so that mark does hit, you know, we're kind of like, uh, the realization actually like really hits you, like, you know, that you're actually still going through the process of this a year later. And it's crazy because it's like it's a year later on August 30th, but you're just getting started with court. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that cycle is an ongoing cycle for these families, you all, and realize that this, this is a stop for us. We can't cut it off. And like I said again, just because you're not personally impacted on a personal basis, you should still be fighting for justice because just like we are sitting here right now, it could be any of you guys at all at this point in time. It was not seeing a fight for systemic change. I say all the time. time. Go ahead, Rebecca. Oh, I'm so no, sorry. No, no, you're good. I say all the time, like when a family member dies or, or someone that you care about, you do, you have your funeral, you do your process, you grieve and you get to put it away to wherever it's going to live with you. For us, you know, like in my case, it's only been a year. There's another family here that it's, they're going into their third year where you constantly have to keep reopening that wound and, and discussing it because you don't want anybody to forget about it. You want to hold them accountable and get some sort of justice, whatever that looks like for each family, but you don't get to put it away. You don't get to pack it away. You, you, you keep pouring salt in that wound every time you have to discuss it. And so it, it the process gets delayed. Your healing gets delayed. Literally. And, and then the sad part about it, like you just said, when, how, as families, as long as we continue fighting, there is no healing, you know, and it, it, it sucks because like, this way the system is set up is set up so that we continue to fight either you're fighting or you're discouraging that you don't fight you know so the woman's going to still be there so again it's, it's an ongoing process but we're going to still be in this together that's the whole point of having these phone calls to build the communities that we got out like Roxanne said before we got to build a system to fight the system we got to make the time for that um you know, like I said again y'all court is October the 3rd right Yes. October the 3rd, says one more time. She has court October the 3rd for her civil case and for her criminal case. Rebecca is one person. We are asking the community to please show up in numbers in order to represent this family. Keep in mind, it's not just about Donovan's case, it's about how the police treat us as citizens. You should all be concerned about what's going on with these cases. Agreed. And the more that we show up, the more that they will see 
that we're not just going to let them do what they, it's not going to be business as usual. Mm-mm. It can't be. This has to stop. This has to stop. I think I was, saw something on our page that said, to date, as of this day in 2023, um, there's already been 612 police mm-hmm. killings. 600. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Unacceptable. Not only that a lot, but I think, I think too, that the startling part of those that how many have not been indicted? Yes. That's, that's, that's a staggering number, right? When you got all these cases going on here and, and there's no way in the world that I'm convinced that MIT can be convinced that everyone's fear for their life out of 600 people? Out of yep. all these people? You know, so at what point in time it, they keep continually uh, violating our constitutional rights? We as people, we have to be more concerned about what's going on. And again, First, a lot uh, of deaths happening in the courtrooms. The number has gone up. It's now 725. Oh, really? Yeah. See, at the top that's of this. Crazy. Yeah, that's really crazy. Absolutely. And you all, if you're, if you're on this site, you see what Mel is putting right here, you can also go to, um, I think it's called policemapping.com. Is that right? Yeah. Police mapping, and, police map, um, police mapping police violence.us. And, it might can use that website. It kind of breaks down from uh, where you're at uh, for your state, and it kind of shows you exactly what's going on in your state as far as the police, what, what um, the cases. A lot of times, cases don't go on the news. They don't go on the news unless it's like big media cases or whatever. But these cases happen all the time. But what I also found too is that you have a lot of um, yeah, they kill black people at a higher rate. But what it is too is that when you got the poor white whites and uh, Mexicans, they just go like under the rug for real. Like it's like non-existence. It's like a whole other ball game. Oh my gosh! Here in Columbus, I got pulled. So I I speak Spanish and English, and so I got pulled into a group of families that, to be honest, I never heard their family member's name. Some of the some of the the situations I didn't even hear about what happened mm-hmm. on the or they may announce it at the initial, like when the incident occurs, but then you mm-hmm. never hear about it again. And, and the thing about it is, is that some of these families come from countries where if you speak out, you get killed. Like, so yeah. whether it be, they're afraid to speak out to get, you know, be killed for speaking out, or they're afraid to speak out for some of them, their, you know, legal status in the United States is, is not, you know, they don't have it or it's in process and they're afraid to speak out for that too. So they need people to be their voice when they can't, you know, it's, there's so many more cases here that mm-hmm. most people have never even heard of. And that's why I think, again, like I say to you all the time, yes, we can focus on, we can, people can focus on black, you know, black, white, whatever, whatever, not. it's police brutality at a whole period. It's a whole period across the United States, period. And, and I, I, like I said, again, we have been, um, in a certain sense, they separate us because they'll say, I'm a black woman. You are white. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What are you, Hispanic, Rebecca? No, I'm, I'm white. I'm white. <laughs> you're white. Okay, so you're a white woman. Not what I'm saying is this, so we still lost our sons to the hands of the police. We're yes. still dealing with the exact same damn problem. That's what I'm saying. But the world has made it where it's only a black and white problem. No, the police are killing us. That's well, what's happening. I I agree that it does affect socioeconomic people, like lower lower income families. But the bottom line is, is that 
for people of color. Donovan was black. He identified as black. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. his ID, everything's a black. So they didn't know who his mama was when they killed him. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. it, they, go ahead. And they didn't care. About they did not. No. They did not. It could have been me in that bed and they still would have, they would have shot within that same second. So still the raggedy ass police. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In a low income neighborhood is where he lived. It does. Mm -hmm. it, it was a high crime, but they didn't find anything. There was no drugs, no weapons, no nothing to, that they, you know, tried to find to cover themselves. But it, none of that matters. Like there, he didn't do anything to warrant the response. And at the end of the day, their job was to serve the warrant and his job was to go to court. Mm -hmm, so exactly. that, that was, you no. Know, so that, that's a protocol I got to fill out. So at the end of the day, the police are not there to do all for you to do one job, do your one Absolutely. job. Yeah. And, and I, I would just like to um, just um, address a comment you made about people who, you know, feel like they, they don't have a voice or afraid to um, speak out because of, of, you know, they perceive that they will have some consequences, some negative consequences to speaking out. Join with us. Mm -hmm. We can protect one another because mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I, don't, I won't speak for Latoya, I can speak for myself. What you have taken from me is no way I can be quiet. I will never mm -hmm. shut up. I will never give up. I will never sh let up because what you took from me, I can never get back. And yep. because of that, I must speak out. I it's not even a it's not even a, a a thought in my mind. And for those of you who feel that you, you know, feel that you've been marginalized in some way or that you can't speak out, join with us, join with this movement that we're creating. And, and we will speak out with you, we will stand next to you, we'll support you because mm -hmm. we're about what action. Yes. We're not just you know bumping our gums. We want to make changes, systemic changes to this, to this uh, police enterprise. Absolutely. Along with this, they have gotten away with this for far too long. And we're saying enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I say that Donovan would have done anything to, to protect me or to fight for me. It's my turn to do the same for him. I, I refuse to be quiet too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And people are going to go now. We're just now getting started with the fight. I think people think, uh, I, I say it all the time, I'm going to keep saying this, people actually understand that the civil rights movement was about like 60, well, I think it was 59 years ago. It was only 59 years ago, okay? Only 59 years ago. Yo, guys, it's not a very long time. Some of our parents are only like 65. Like my dad is like 65. So that means mm -hmm. the civil rights movement happened. He was four years old. So the mentality of people that are still in office right now, the police still had the exact same mindset. There's no way in the world that you guys can say because it happened to you, you're not bothered what's going on in these cases. So please, again, before we end this call tonight, look Donovan's name up. His name is Donovan Lewis. D-O-N-O-V-A-N Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Look the case up. The officer was indicted. Once again, it happens far too often where they press charges and because the empty courtroom, they don't have, and even in the full courtroom sometimes or whatnot, right? They still do the wrong damn thing. But what we're saying is that don't let the family fight alone. We're actually guys to please do not let us fight alone. Please join in the fight and do us right. That's right. That's right.
That's for right. sure. Well, we want to thank you, Rebecca, for um, being a part of our podcast. Our um, condolences, and you know, um, you know that the one-year commemoration of your um, son's um, transition is coming up. Um, please take care of yourself. Be gentle. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for shedding some light on his situation and. I, in turn, will be more than happy to try and represent for anyone else as well. Um, I don't know if it's okay to say it, but like I, I created an Instagram for yeah. Donna specifically where I post updates in the case he left behind a grandson, my grandson, Donovan Jr. Oh, really? Yes. How old so, is his grandson? He's five months now. Really? Yeah, she was pregnant when he was murdered. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I, I'll have to share your picture with you uh, with you of him. Uh, he's beautiful. <laughs> Had oh. the blood that I didn't know I needed. Bless your heart. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, with that being said, I do post pictures of him there. I post events that we have coming up, um, mutual aid within the community, those kind of things for anybody who happens to be in Franklin County or nearby. Um, I try and share all those things as well. It's it's, it's, hashtag, it's hashtag justice number four, Donovan Lewis. All right, what I'll do too as well, you guys, as always, I'll put it on our, our page as well. On all our pages, um, please go on Instagram, follow her page for Donovan Lewis. If you're in the community, be sure to support. Um, please make sure you show that beautiful baby as well, you guys. Uh, keep in mind, she's going to try grants. Is, is, it, is he up there on the page up there? Yeah, he is. If you scroll down, there oh, that's him trying to eat his toes at the doctor's office. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then I think there's one further down where he has... Um, there. That's him. Oh, he is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think so. I might be partial, but. <laughs> no, he's a gorgeous baby. Yes. He's a gorgeous baby. Is his name Donovan? Is he a junior? Yes, Donovan Jr. Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay. All right, you guys, so come to court for little junior, you all, and for Donovan as well. Thank yes. you so much. Of course, Rebecca, Rebecca, at any point in time you need us at all, make sure you give us a call, you guys. You all, this is your life after the impact. Be sure to please follow Rebecca's page on Instagram. If you are in Ohio on October the 3rd, um, we're going to share on our page as well so you know the exact place the court will be held at. So don't you have to remember it. <laughs> it's, a, it's like another month from now. But just put it in your brain, October the 3rd, 10 to 15 minutes. You're not asking for all, the, whole, for the whole day. 10 to 15 minutes, please come to the court and support this family. Thank you. Um, life after the impact. Good night. Peace and blessings. Thank you. Blessings. A lot of injustice happens in empty courtrooms. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't know about you. You know, most of us have either had loved ones or may have been involved in the. Mm -hmm injustice sisters it ourselves mm -hmm. let us start to be the eyes and, and ears and 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 show up put our bodies on the line in that way make mm -hmm. us come 
you know, you can't be there because when people see that we are serious about showing up, they can't just shuck and jive because it's too many people sitting there witnessing the shucking and jive. Please send me that sound bite. <laughs> 